Then there were two. Ron DeSantis suspends his run for president. Hello, everybody. This is William Del Pilar, and this is Fired Up. So this morning, I wake up to find out Ron DeSantis has suspended his campaign for president. He announced it this morning, a few days before the New Hampshire GOP primary, and he has endorsed Trump, and he says because he signed a pledge to support the Republican nominee. DeSantis said he will honor that pledge because we can't go back to the old Republican Guard of yesteryear, a repackaged form of warmed over corporatism that Nikki Haley represents. <laughs> Took that shot there, didn't he? So why did he lose? Look, DeSantis hoped to survive New Hampshire and take Haley out in her home state of South Carolina, which follows the, uh, the New Hampshire primary. She's not as popular as most assume. However, the massive 30-point defeat and then knowing a second blowout would happen in New Hampshire because he didn't do anything to campaign there would create a perception of a losing campaign. So that's probably why he chose to drop out. I mean, you have to, even though you're in second place, you lost by 30. You're not campaigning in New Hampshire. So the odds are you're going to come in third and lose by 30-plus people start to think, this guy has no shot. And his overall reputation takes a hit. I thought he would try to figure out how to convince donors to hang on, then to help with Trump, you know, being the front runner to take Haley out and make it a two-man race that way. But it did not work. On the, you know, so, so at the end of the day, DeSantis' campaign really was not very good. You know, his consultants weren't very good. And he himself, who did so well as a governor, did not have the spine to go no consultants. This is how I won the governorship. This is what I think we need to do. He, he did none of that. However, Haley's donor masters were superb. Look, first of all, Tucker Carlson, who's pretty accurate with most of his information the last few years, came out and exposed Reed Hoffman, a massive donor, Democrat donor, who's funding a big chunk of her campaign. And that kind of says it all. And he's not the only one who, or, who's saying that. There are people talking about Haley's campaign and uh, how much Democrat donor dollars it is receiving. So she is a bought and paid for duopoly establishment crony. Again, though, her donors did a masterful job of getting her from about 14 or 15 percent at the Iowa caucus up to 19.1 percent because of the crossover votes, which were mostly Democrats and some independents. They are using the same strategy in New Hampshire. However, Trump has a 30 point lead over her in South Carolina, and that could and will likely doom her campaign at that point. It all depends on how big he comes away with the victory in New Hampshire. I mean, some are actually saying that Haley could upset him. Now, remember, most were saying that Haley was surging, that she would come in second in Iowa, and none of that happened. But it still doesn't change the false narrative they're promoting. The problem is they don't have the oomph they thought they would have. I'll be honest, this considers they're doing all this to get the, her donor master's goal is to get Haley as a vice presidential nominee with Trump. This conservative Latino will not vote for Trump if a warmonger neocon is on the ticket. Look, enough. I'm old enough to where I'm closer to death than life. 
I'm not going to sit here and put future generations at risk because a woman wants war. You know, don't forget, she went from being worth about 100000 at the end of her United Nations tour to being worth $8 million today. How do you do that? Well, you dropped your knees and suckle at the teeth of your new donor masters. If anything, Vivek was masterful. Vivek Ramaswamy was masterful in exposing that hard truth. Now, people will tell you, like, ah, I do it. It doesn't matter. It's right. She is the one with the with the legitimate target on her back of being the courtesan all politicians are. So let's look at New Hampshire. Unless Haley's completely blown out again, she'll survive New Hampshire because it's a crossover state. In my last podcast, I talked about how they've earmarked a million dollars for uh, 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 and targeted about 200,000 uh, uh, Democrats and, and independents to vote for her. You know, again, her 19.1 percent showing without the crossover vote was really about 14 or 15 percent. So theoretically, unless Trump comes up masterfully, which he may because DeSantis dropped out and he's likely to pick up his voters. But unless he can really show a lopsided win against her, her donor masters will make sure she sticks around. But what again, uh, 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 DeSantis voters are the big key here. But they must back Trump. And some people believe they're going to back Haley. I don't see that happening. If anything, DeSantis supporters are probably more conservative than Trump supporters are. And Haley's a neocon, rhino, establishment, swamp creature. Uh, so DeSantis's people could create a big setback for her campaign in New Hampshire uh, because she's going to use those crossover votes and the donor masters are going to use establishment coercion to try to get Trump to make her the VP. <clears throat> New Hampshire is going to play a pivotal role in that. <clears throat> so is South Carolina. South Carolina is her home state, and that could be her demise. And again, that's where DeSantis was hoping to take her out. He'd been, uh, uh, he'd been campaigning there, had bypassed New Hampshire, and had Iowa gone well for him, that was the go. Uh, there is no crossover voting. These are things that, that are going to hurt Haley, there is no crossover voting. Uh, DeSantis is now out of the race. His votes will likely go to Trump. Tim Scott, a favorite child of South Carolina, has endorsed Trump. And again, Trump is 30 points ahead of her as of today. Trump's also only got her to deal with. So, you know, he's going to go full throttle. So the attention is going to be him bashing her. I would just lead with the fact that she's trying to take credit for her combat veteran husband to portray herself as a strong combat veteran woman. When the fact is, while he was serving and defending this country, she was sleeping around with him, on him with at least two men. How's that for honor, integrity? And if she, if her husband can't count on her to keep her promises, what the hell do you think we can count on? She'll throw us under the bus faster than you can think I can't even think of an analogy, but you know what I mean. Now, as happens every time a candidate drops out, we now have to deal with the DeSantis cronies and supporters. Little background here. First, I supported Ted Cruz in 2016. I traveled the country for him. Yet, after a, a few months, I knew Trump would win. I and, and I was angry after Ted Cruz dropped out. I was, as the term I learned today, butthurt. 
as DeSantis simps are today. Look, Trump was just a better campaigner than Ted Cruz. He knew how to connect with constituents. To give you an example, didn't matter what town or city Trump went into. His people would find out what that town was ailing from, whether it was manufacturing had left, whether it was economy killing the jobs or whatnot. And he would connect with them by talking about that specifically. Ted Cruz gave the same general speech over and over and over. I mean, I literally had to memorize afterwards. <laughs> Cruz had no clue on how to connect. You know, they say he's his master debater. But the truth is, he showed none of that on the campaign trail in terms of being able to woo an audience, being able to show the audience he was with them. He was one of them. Cruz, in essence, had no clue, and Trump ate him up. Now, the difference between DeSantis supporters and people like me who were supporting Cruz back then is they're lying here. DeSantis supporters are lying. And it's odd because from the start, Trump had a double-digit lead that kept growing. It's not like this was even a close race. And then when you hear all the bad-mouthing, the rudeness, the violence coming from DeSantis supporters, you would think this race was neck and neck. I mean, that's how off-base, that's how, how out of it they were. Jenna Ellis, a former uh, a Tea Party grifter is one of those. She's supporting Ron DeSantis. And I'm just using her as an example. John Cardillo, Dana Lash, Chris Lash. People who I liked and respected at one point. You know, to see them go so low uh, was terrible, to be quite honest. Because some of these are supposedly conservatives, but they're not anymore. They've been bought and paid for. When you're in this industry for, industry for a while and you start earning some of the cash, some of the bank these people do, they quickly forget where they came from. You know, uh, Jenna Ellis, look, when I first got involved in 2015, I was warned by other Tea Party members about her. I was told she's, I don't know if this is true, but I believe the people who told me because I trust them or, or some of them. Uh, I was warned about her, told she's grifted tens of thousands in terms of speaking fees, making the rounds and through the, her, her Tea Party group at the time. Now, this was years ago, but in essence, she played conservatives. Yeah, and now she's questioning why we must unite. However, again, her side was just as bad toward Trump supporters as Trump supporters were to DeSantis's people. And this is what sickens me: is both sides were doing it. I mean, if you look at my timeline, you're you're probably wondering who does he support? He's bashing Trump supporters and he's bashing DeSantis supporters. No, I'm bashing the bleep hoes out of both camps who are. Just spewing hate. I got in a heated discussion with my partner once. I said, no, no, I don't attack. I respond to attacks and attack likewise. And that's how I do it. And I'll keep doing it to this day. We have to stand up to these people and fight back. My problem with the DeSantis people is they were just as bad towards Trump supporters as Trump supporters were, were towards them. And now they're playing the victims. Oh, Oh, it's me, my guy. Oh, it's like, do you need me to hand you some KY jelly? Make it feel better? It's like, come on. I get it. You're angry. So was I. You'll get over it. And to the Trump supporters, leave them alone. <laughs> I mean, you know what we're getting out of DeSantis supporters? And, and it's, it's what we get out of Democrats when uh, uh, they talked about Trump or they talked about Bush, you know. If Bush is elected out, leave the country. If Trump is elected out, leave the country. 
there's this there's this there's this guy who I used to follow. He's become a true moron in Bill Mitchell. If Trump is wins the nomination, I'm not gonna be on social media anymore. Well, he's still on social media and said he's not leaving social media. People get emotional and they make stupid comments, and that's one of the, the, the most common, and I'm seeing that happen to happen as well here. Look, Ron DeSantis, he's too soon. <laughs> he's a premature candidate. Uh Look, the truth is, if not for President Trump, we may not know who Ron DeSantis is today. People conveniently forget Trump is the reason he's the governor. He was in a neck-and-neck race against Andrew Gillum, and he was on the ropes. Trump came in, endorsed him, and his numbers started to rise, and he won an extremely close election. Does that mean he didn't have the right to run? No, he had the right. But he could have owned all of Trump's people in 2028, you know? Instead, he went to war with Trump in a race that everybody with half a brain knew he had no shot. You can't come in and be Trump Jr. when the real Trump is out there running. It's just not going to work. And then you can't go into a presidential campaign not attacking your opponent because you're too fearful of upsetting their his that opponent's constituency well he failed at all of this completely failed you know he he was a cycle too early a presidential cycle too early but why did he do this who knows only he knows but he did himself great damage by taking bad advice should never have run and she, he should never have listened to the color by numbers consultants who put him in undesirable positions daily not to mention he was not focused enough to take on the media uh, as a presidential candidate as he would do as a governor. It was like night and day. It was like watching two different people, you know, the governor, you know, Ron DeSantis, you know, standing tall and strong and winning the battles in Florida as governor versus Ron DeSantis, who just did not look presidential, did not act presidential until he was one-on-one with uh, Gavin Newsom and then one-on-one with Nikki Haley. But those were just two times out of months and months of campaigning. And he just wasn't himself. And there was bad advice and bad decisions he made. He should never have run. <sighs> Trump harlots pushing DeSantis constituents away. So I just talked to you uh, a couple of minutes ago about the DeSantis simps. And I, I saw that term online, DeSantis simps. Now it's about the Trump harlots, the Trump courtesans, the Trump hoes. And they're pushing DeSantis constituents away. Look, one popular conservative figure, I've never paid him much attention because he's bought and paid for by billionaires who built up, built up Turning Point USA. And God bless him. They're doing a good job. But this man is not one of us, this young man. This, I'm talking about Charlie Kirk. He isn't helping to sway DeSantis owners by whining and lying about how much money DeSantis raised and he should raise back for Trump because he views that as Trump's money. The truth is ugly, Chuck. And people like you are on your knees for Trump. And you refuse to address the fact that Trump is using campaign money for his legal defense fund. Look, that doesn't bother me. I know how politics are played, but the man's a damn billionaire. And he's using donated money people are donating for him to run a campaign for his legal defense fund. So, Chuck, you need to shut the bleep up. Because you're not helping. But it's typical. Somebody who's been built up by billionaires doesn't know what the working class is going through. Though he claims he does, he really doesn't. My problem with a lot of people like Kirk is they forget who helped them 
get to the top. And once they're at the top, it's all about that circle. I had a partner like that once. You know, he threw me under the bus. I walked away uh, before uh, I was completely run over because I saw the writing on the wall. And I, I look at that as a growing experience because I saw it coming. I knew what he was going to do and I was prepared for it, but it still hurts because people you help, people you trusted or people who trusted you too early on, they betray you for money, for power, for attention. And that's why I'm not a big fan of Charlie Kirk, to be quite honest. Uh, again, Trump is using this legal defense, uh, that these, these campaign monies uh, for his legal defense fund, and that's legal. But I believe it's unethical. So let's close this out. Look, let's be clear. Haley represents a Mitch McConnell, Kevin McCarthy wing, the neocons, the military-industrial complex, the rhinos, <laughs> the swamp, and the establishment. All of those are literally the same person, meaning they pretend to be conservative, and they're not. And that's who Haley represents, and that's who Haley is. Remember, if her husband can't trust the promises she made to him, what makes you think she's going to keep her promises to us? You know, and in closing it out, let me remind you all of something. Trump's accomplishments are second to none. He gave us a greatest economy in our lifetime. Now, I know people hate hearing that, but it's true. The data's there. People will intellectualize it and start lying about it. They'll try to connect dots A through Z when they're really not connectable, but they'll connect it and, and throw intellectual garbage at you to try to fool you into thinking he had nothing to do with it. He gave us, again, the greatest economy in our lifetime, the lowest unemployment in history for all Americans. That includes my brother, mi Latino, tenemos trabajo, trabajo que pagan bien porque Trump. And he did it for black Americans and working class whites. Trump actually raised the working, the grow, uh, he gave us the fastest growing wages in our history. It's unheard of in our lifetime. For Blacks and Latinos who don't like him, get off the plantation, brothers and sisters. It's time to understand the truth. He gave us first step. Obama talked about that, and he funded HBCUs greater than any president. That was for blacks, historically black you know, universities. He's done a lot for Americans. It's time to stop believing the lies. Ron DeSantis drops out of the presidential campaign, is the leading headline today, tomorrow, and going into New Hampshire. But remember, it's Trump who gave us the greatest economy, not Nikki Haley. It's time to unite, and it's time to fight back. Don't forget, you can catch my podcast at Grumblings Media. Uh, grumblingsmedia.com on YouTube and Rumble under the profile name Grumblings Media, as well as traditional podcast outlets such as pa Spotify, Pandora, Apple, and Google. This is William Del Pilar. This is Fired Up. Until next time, I bid you adieu.